March 5, 1990. Chicago, Illinois. At a bank on the city's south side, employees began what they thought was a normal workday. The neighborhood was quiet. Until 10 a.m. The disguised gunman threatened to kill anyone who didn't follow his orders. The tellers knew not to interfere. It was over in seconds. When they were safe, they called police. Chicago police patrol officers closest to the bank responded first. The witnesses reported that the robber was a white male, about six feet tall. But they didn't see details of his features because of his disguise. He wore gloves and carried a police scanner. The man was aggressive, handling his semi-automatic handgun with confidence. He left no fingerprints, and security cameras revealed no other immediate clues. Police canvassed the area, hoping to find other witnesses. A woman who lived near the bank reported that she thought she had seen the robber. She said that at about the time of the robbery, she saw a man who seemed to be wearing a fake beard get into a small four-door sedan. She did not get the plates, but she did give officers a description of the car. Checking every similar car in the area, they soon found one they believed was the robber's getaway vehicle abandoned a few blocks from the bank. The officer approached with caution in case someone was still inside. But it was empty, except for a paper towel covering the broken ignition. A records check revealed the car had been stolen from a mall parking lot four days earlier. Later processing produced no leads to the robber. Bank robbery is a federal offense, so police contacted the Chicago FBI. Hi, this is Keith. Supervisory senior resident agent Bill Keefe had handled dozens of bank robbery calls. At that time, we were extremely busy with bank robberies. We had had two on one day. We were running sometimes as many as three robberies a week. Most were committed by amateurs who went in without a plan and were caught quickly. But when the bank robbery squad reviewed the reports on the south side robbery, they noted how clean the assault was, obviously well planned. 
They believed it was not the bearded assailant's first robbery and would not be his last. Two months later, the robber with the fake beard hit a bank in the suburb of Libertyville. Not satisfied with cash drawers this time, he ordered a teller to open the vault. Don't you try anything. Come on, let's go. He said his police scanner would let him know if anyone hit the silent alarm. escaped with thousands of dollars in cash. But this time, a teller got the license plate number from his getaway car. While Libertyville police looked for the car, Chicago FBI agents interviewed the tellers. Special Agent Hank Schmidt learned the gunman was more aggressive this time. He controlled people with the weapon. Uh, he would intimidate them by putting the gun up towards their face. He pointed the gun directly at someone when he talked to them, uh, which was intimidating to the, the tellers and the customers. Although interviews yielded no clues, police did find the getaway car, abandoned a few blocks from the bank. Again, the vehicle had been stolen from a mall three days earlier. And as before, the thief used a towel to hide the broken ignition. FBI Special Agent Dave Childry was part of the robbery squad. The squad uncovered an earlier robbery in Wilmette, Illinois, believed to be committed by the same man. One surveillance camera photo provided a frightening clue. 